What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Uglies Podcast, where the trenches under the spotlight. Crazy week in free agency, crazy week in March Madness, and we're currently recording this Sunday morning. So we still got the whole second round to go, all of today and tomorrow. Um, so really looking forward to that. Before we start, I just want to give a shout out to the number one bracket in the We Are Big Guys Family Tournament Challenge. It's just called Mama. So I don't know who you're the mama of. <laughs> Mama. But you're 99, 99.9% correct so far, which is just crazy given the upsets. I think the only losses on that bracket are like the North Texas and um, Abilene Christian upsets. But still, awesome bracket for you. Now, I also want to hit on a few things. One, we're obviously going to touch on all the free agency stuff that's going on. Um, we're also going to talk about the new NFL deal with the TV rights, because I think a little interesting uh, thing that kind of slid by and didn't get much press because everyone seems to have Amazon prime is that Thursday night football is now Amazon prime exclusive and direct TV is, you know, to the curbside. And then I also want to briefly touch on the Deshaun Watson situation. Now I always have run my account in the podcast. Don't really like to get into situations that whether it's political or or just allegations because all this stuff could be you know fake at the end of the day but i also think it wouldn't be right if we just didn't mention this at all because it's becoming a pretty significant story um, in the nfl and just around the league in general so with all of that being said i want to start out with if stan it's okay with you i want to start out with the new tv deal the nfl did because huge deal i mean I think they're getting annually, they're getting like 18 billion annually or something each year, which is just crazy, crazy money. It's hard to even fathom how much money that is. Um, and of course, Roger Goodell, he like wouldn't confirm, confirm nor deny that, <laughs> that amount, which is hilarious. <laughs> the guy tries to sneak a private jet into his contract. Um, but the thing that kind of ticked me off is that Thursday night games are presumably going to Amazon prime eventually. And as someone who has three older siblings and who mooch off of their Amazon Prime accounts, I don't know what I'm going to do come Thursday night. And like, I don't know, is that happening this year or the, and like it's when it's going to kick in eventually? I think it's happening this year. I'm not sure. But yeah, there's been a lot of changes with like the networks. Like apparently ESPN and like other networks are going to start getting the Super Bowl mm-hmm. um, down the line. Yeah, I, I mean, really a lot. A lot is changing, it seems like, in terms of like where games are being broadcasted. Well, in... With the whole Amazon situation, I know I've I've talked to it with my family and some of my friends. That was, that was kind of inevitable. I think even last yeah. year they were testing out some of the like logistics of them having a game because they just I think they just rent someone else to do all the filming and everything for them, and they just host it on their platform. Yeah. So that that, that Amazon has just taken over the world. We just have to <laughs> accept it at this point. One of the big takeaways I have from this uh, this new deal is you know with all the money. It just seems like now is the time to start guaranteeing contracts in the NFL because the fact that one, it's they're not mm-hmm. guaranteed in the first place is is it, it's really a detriment, I think, to the league and and obviously the players, the players' health and um, everything along along those fronts. You know, you go you go to baseball, you go to basketball, they're fully guaranteed, and um, you know, football. It just seems I understand they're bigger rosters, but it's also bigger money, as we can clearly see. So. It seems to me like this is the time, um, and and you saw it this year in in free agency. Like every team 
just restructures contracts to to play the system of the cap. Like mm-hmm. get rid of that. Get rid of the the games that all these these teams play, and just just give us give the guys give the players you know, fully guaranteed contracts and, and, and just be done with it. Like I, it's really the excuse of there's too many players. There's too many people to like guarantee money is it. I mean, that's just crap. Like we all know there's enough money. So are all the, are all the other pro sports leagues, are they all guaranteed? The Baseball? I, I don't, they're not like fully, fully guaranteed. I, I don't know exactly how it works, but they're way more guaranteed than they are in, in, you know, in football, I, it, it, all I know is it's way harder to cut people in, in baseball and in basketball than it is in football. So, um, yeah, I don't know exactly yeah, yeah, how yeah. that all works, but yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, I, I was familiar with that. Um, I, I wasn't sure like the actual differences in contracts, but I do know, like you're saying NFL, they can cut you and you're just like on the street and yeah, they don't, they don't owe you anything. So that's why people like Le'Veon Bell, they sat out, they sit out because, like they want the guaranteed money. Like that's what, that's yeah. what really matters at the end of the day, your contract can be $50 million, but if it's only like five mil guaranteed, you can get cut and you're not getting any of that. So yeah. I agree. Huge money. I mean, it's just unfathomable amounts, but that should help out the salary cap for next year. So I think next year we'll start to see a lot more multi-year deals and, and not as many veterans being cut like this, this, this crazy off season. Um, and with all that news, I don't even know where I want to start out right now because we Kenny G, we got Kenny G news, Juju news, but I kind of want to start with the O line stuff because I mean, whoa, 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 whoa! Did we did we already talk about Andy Dalton last week or is that new? That's still new. Yeah, so we, I mean, I think we start there. <laughs> all right, what are your thoughts on the Red Rifle going to Chicago? I mean, I just want to say to all the Bears fans. <laughs> you you deserve this. I mean, you guys won one. You guys won a couple uh, play. No, you didn't even win a playoff game. You had that one year where you guys went thirteen and three or whatever, and you thought the NFC North was yours for the next decade. Wrong. You're, I mean, he, <laughs> Andy Dalton is now your quarterback. You guys were gearing up for Russell Wilson, and he got the red rifle. Like I'm, I'm not sad at all for Bears fans. Like you guys. You guys got so excited and you're so ready to take down the Packers, but it's just not going to happen again and again. And, and now they're just, they're just eating at each other. They don't even know who to blame. They don't know. Is it Nagy? Is it, is it pace? Is it the owners? Like who do we blame now? And it does, it doesn't matter. You guys are, you guys are garbage and you always will be. All right. Now without Stan got that off his chest. Um, I will say it is hilarious going from Russell Wilson to Andy Dalton. Like that's a pretty dramatic drop off. So funny, <laughs> but being a Steelers fan and having watched Dalton in his prime for, for a lot of his career, he, he's, he's a solid quarterback. Like, I don't think he's deserving of all these memes and like just brutal, brutal, like chirping that's going on between the whole entire league to the bears. Um, so I think it's very disrespectful to him. I feel bad for him because he, he's a good guy. I think he's a solid player, but it, I think the whole joke is like, first they went from Trubisky and then they're like, we might get Russell Wilson and like to Sean Watson. And then bam, there's Andy Dalton is walking in the room. So I think that's, that's just God bless. I know o- Owen was going pretty crazy on Twitter. It's it yeah. just, that was a wild, that was a wild moment for, for all Chicago fans. Cause <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I just, I feel bad. I do kind of feel bad for them in a way because that whole team they had is like just gone. Like a lot of those guys are just gone or, or, the very few left who were pro bowlers from that team are just like 
Well, there's pieces. You're not going to win with like, you know, the Keem Hicks and the Cleo Mack type of guys. You need a And the the process. weird thing, the weird thing is like, you know, they're they 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 kept Nagy and they kept pace, but then they're almost going on a fire sale anyway. Like they they didn't go get a big a big quarterback. They ended up settling for Andy Dalton, and now they're allowing Akeem Hicks to look for a trade. They drop they cut you know Kyle Fuller. That like he's a former All Pro corner. Mm. It, like it, it's just weird these moves that they're allowing to happen, even though they're keeping their coach and their GM together. Like are they like trying to make a run? Cause I don't know how they're going to make a run with this team that they have. Like, I don't understand why the owners wouldn't have just fired their, their head coach and their GM this off season. If this is what this off season was going to look like. So it's just, it, it's just a weird spot to be in as a franchise. Yeah, I agree. And they didn't go out and get a receiver or anything. I, I don't know. Nope. I think Alan Robinson is still threatening to sit out. Like, cause he was like, I don't want to be franchise tag. So I think knows? he actually signed his franchise tag. There was talk of him sitting out, but I think he actually ended up signing it surprisingly. Yeah. It was, I don't think they brought in any run. Like there was just so many cheap guys in the market this year. That I thought could have helped them out offensively at least. Um, so yeah, I agree. It's super interesting that they didn't get anybody and another team. Now that we're picking on rivals, that I'm surprised didn't go out and get a receiver is the Ravens. And I know they tried contacting, I think Juju and Kenny Galladay, but man, like they need to get Lamar some help at the wide opposition. There's just, their wide receivers are not very good. Like Hollywood Brown is, is, is he can go, he can be very good. I, I think a lot of people, you know, hate on him a little too much. He's a really good player, but he's, I don't know if he's a number one, a true number one, in the NFL, like I'm really surprised. I don't, and I don't know their cap situation, so I'm kind of speaking out of my butt here. But I'm surprised mm-hmm. they didn't go get like a, a, a receiver in this kind of market. With there's tons of receivers. Uh, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. They just need they just need to really help Lamar out because his window's closing. Because once you have to give Lamar a huge contract, if they do, it's going to be tough to build a team around that. Yeah, for sure. It's it seems to me they. Their situation with like the wide receiver reminds me a lot of the Packers where it's like they have just discussions with all these big free agents. Like I know they were talking to Kenny Galladay and whatnot. Like they talk to these guys, but they are probably just trying to be really, you know, really cheap and not. And I mean, for it's fair, but at some point with a young QB like Lamar, who, you know, I mean, he's not a precision like thrower, like he needs weapons that can go up and get the ball on their own. And that's what, like Kenny Galladay is and you know guys who can get open like on their own they need that and they don't have that right now so sometimes you just have to in my opinion sometimes you just have to spend money uh more than you'd like in order to you know improve your team it, it just sometimes you just have to do that yeah I think now they did offer Juju a decent deal um but still oh, yeah. maybe, I don't know maybe they're planning to build through the draft but I'm I was surprised that they haven't made a move yet and sticking with the receivers, unless you want to go into the juju stuff, I was going to go into oh, Will Fuller going to Miami. I yeah. like I, I'm a huge Will Fuller guy. I think he's just a threat. He's always banged up. It seems like, and obviously last year wasn't great when he he got suspended and everything. Yeah. But he's still a really good, really good player. And the Dolphins, I think that adds a really great weapon to the Dolphins' offense. Yeah, I mean, Fuller, if he can stay healthy, as you said, he can be – I mean, you saw it – what was it, Thanksgiving or something like that? He had a game where he had, like, 250 and three touchdowns. Like, yeah. he can go crazy. Like, he he's a great player. Um, it's just, you know, yeah, a matter of him staying healthy. And now, you know, 
the Dolphins, they got some good weapons down there. You know, they already have Devontae Parker. Now they have, uh, you know, now they have Will Fuller. Gesicki is a, is a good tight end. He's a great pass catching tight he end. Is. And, you know, I, and I've heard a lot of talk about the Dolphins potentially eyeing a running back in the draft. Uh, you know, if, if Tua can figure it out, that team's got a really good chance with that defense. Um, and, and now with the weapons that they've, they've got, if they can build that O line and, and, uh, Tua can kind of pan out, I think they have a really good shot. I agree. Then the AFC East all of a sudden is really, really good, uh, division there. I, the Patriots, I think the Patriots are gonna be a lot better than last year too. I know I'm still not sold on them being like a playoff team or anything like that, but they made a lot of tons of moves like they're too many moves totally <laughs> totally different team than last year will be taking the field in new england and you just can never count out belichick so that's going to be between them the bills and the dolphins <laughs> i don't know what's going on with the jets i, I <laughs> they've been adding some pieces but the whole i don't know if darnold's it if, I, if he's going to be their guy or not but aside from them those three teams are going to be throwing haymakers uh, during the season which i think makes for an exciting time because for the past 25 years or so, New England just has dominated that that division has been kind of boring to watch. So that's always exciting to see new teams starting to like build up their team and have good young talent. But I have to I have to talk about it. Juju coming back. Unlike the Pittsburgh media who hates Juju just because he TikTok dances. I'm a big Juju guy. I think he's a really solid player despite his off the field antics. He brings a ton of energy to the locker room, the field. The players love him. No one was mad at him during the TikTok stuff other than just the media making a, a firestorm about it. Um, and he, he basically took a hometown discount to stay with us. His cap hit this year is like going to be $1.4 or something. It's literally nothing. And I was, I was shocked he turned down deals to Kansas City, Baltimore, and Philly. Um, so I appreciate the loyalty, even though it's a one-year deal. I still think... I don't, it's, it's hard to turn down like Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, you know, with all yeah. those weapons and getting to be a part of that and as a slot where I think he is the best. Um, so not surprised he came back after the first few days when, when receivers weren't moving. I was like, actually, he actually might be coming back because there's clearly not a market for any of these guys. Um, except Kenny G. I like, aside from him, I was like, there's not really much going on in the receiver market. And uh, I don't know. I don't think it makes or breaks us dealers, but for me as a fan, it's kind of exciting to just get a guy back since we're losing like 10 defense guys. Yeah. And it, the other thing that's really interesting is, you know, just with wide receivers in general this year for free agency, to me, it seems like you, to me, it seems like a wide receiver would want to go to a team with a great quarterback, a good system, like where you can get a lot of balls on a one-year deal <laughs> And then next year, when they when we're not in this you know cap hell for for the NFL teams, they could get a massive multi year uh, deal, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's why Juju coming back is such a surprise. And not only that, like Juju was playing, like he was playing the media. Yeah, and, he's such and a troll. Everything. Like yeah, he's just trolling everyone. Like what was it like two weeks ago? He was like there was like some poll on Twitter where he's like, yeah, he said I'm, I'm out of Pittsburgh yeah. or something, right? Yeah, he's he's just he was just trolling everybody. He was like wearing yeah. dolphins uniforms and stuff and everything. Yeah, I mean, he said he's out like he just said straight up I'm out, but then he ends up actually taking a discount to stay. Like it's just <laughs> it's kind of hilarious that that how that ended up working out, but um yeah, I mean, 
I, it's, I, it's good for the Steelers, I guess. Um, I still just don't know if the Steelers, and I know you probably disagree, but with Big Ben, I, I just don't see the Steelers making a deep run. I, I think last year on their, 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 you know, 11 and 0 start, they had, the defense was playing out of their minds and the offense was playing okay, but it was still never a great offense. I would say, um, I just don't know if, you know, that division is, is good and it's only getting better really. Um, and the AFC in general is strong. So yeah, I I'm surprised that Juju didn't take, you know, specifically the chiefs. I mean, man, I would want to go play one year with Mahomes before, you know, hitting know. free agency again. Like that seems like a no brainer to me, but um, you know, if he's happy in Pittsburgh, then, you know, that there's something to be said about it, that it's not all about the money. It's about being happy. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't think, I don't see the Steelers making a deep run by any, by any means. Um, especially with our defense, how many guys we're losing. Um, but I still think we're a better team than a lot of like Pittsburghers like to act like they, everyone acts like the, the sky's falling, you know, just because we're losing so many people and a lot of people didn't want Ben back and now he's back. So we're like, you're saying, I think everyone's worried about the division getting better and younger and we're kind of just still hanging on. You know, I think a lot of people want to restart and get ahead of it. Um, but so I don't know. It's it's, it's a weird year because I, I think we're just going to be a, a semi above average team, maybe make the playoffs and that's it. And it's like, it's, it's fun for a fan because at least you don't have to watch our team be terrible with like Mason Rudolph or somebody, but long-term, I don't think, I don't necessarily think this year will help us very much long-term at all, which kind of is disappointing. Yeah. I, that's, that, that's the thing where you're kind of in limbo. It's like, do you know if you're good enough to actually compete? But at the same time, like, I don't think you're anywhere near bad enough to just blow it up. It's yeah, that, the problem. It's that, yeah. yeah it's it's, it's that place that so many teams find themselves in that it's so hard to get out of that sort of, I don't know. It's like a tier of mediocrity almost like in between, like you might be a playoff team, but you're, you know that you're not going to really make a deep run or like yeah, at least you, it's it a feels horrible like feeling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's not fun. No, that's, that's, it's literally like you're just stuck in the middle basically. Um, but yeah, I, I think to me, Juju chose the, like what's the, the chemistry, I guess I should say with big Ben, maybe he's thinking I'll stick out one more year and play with the offense I'm familiar with quarterback, whatever, versus going somewhere else and having to compete for target share and stuff. Um, so I do think it was, I, I do think it was a, a business decision on his end to stay. And maybe he's hoping, I think well, a lot of rumors too, were like the cap change next year. He might be able to stay and extend with us if he wants. So it's not a, it's not written in the sand that he's definitely just going to do well this year and then, then peace out. Um, like that's not a thing either. Um, but I, I don't know. It is, it's really interesting. I, I was not surprised he came back once I, once you could tell a receiver market wasn't doing well, but definitely surprised he turned down some of those other deals. Uh, because there were, there were arguably some better teams offering him more money. So shout out to him. Huge Juju fan. If you're a hater, reevaluate yourself. He just he does so many good things in the community. All he does is do some TikTok dances. I know it's kind of lame, especially in my, like my generation. Um, it is what it is. Is he a distraction? Maybe. But at the end of the day, he's still a solid football player. And I'm not going to be mad that he's coming back. Like People that are mad, you're crazy. Um, sticking with receivers. Galladay to NYC, well, technically New Jersey, but the New York City football giants. That that was actually surprising to me. I I was kind of like, 
he's going to play with Danny Dimes. That's kind of wild. I like, never thought of that. But when you think about their offense with him and Ingram and all the like Sterling Shepard, Saquon, Saquon, yeah. they have a pretty, they have a pretty sick offense now with that addition. Like, are they going to be a contender in that, in that I mean, division? To me, it's another, it's this very similar uh, situation to Miami where it's like, if the quarterback can pan out, this team has a chance. Um, again, it's, I don't know. I don't know if I believe in, in Danny times. He just throws too many picks fumbles too much he's just a liability he has no pocket awareness like negative pocket awareness he he seems to get sacked like a guy's wrapped him up before he even like so he he, he just has no pocket awareness and so even if he has all these weapons <laughs> it, it's it could be an issue but i will say kenny galladay is a great player i think he's very underrated in many circles in the nfl just because he's been on detroit for so long i don't think people see him that much yeah um i you know i i watch the lions at least twice a year when they play the packers so i know he's i mean he's a great player he's one of those dudes that you can toss the ball up you know 50 50 ball and he'll usually come down with it um i I think it's a great addition i mean he's he's a good player um and and it'll do it'll definitely improve that team but you know it's it's definitely a question of i mean you know anything could happen the giants almost made the playoffs as it was that's probably the worst division (laughs) in football i mean and arguably i think it was statistically the worst in nfl history last year so you know they they easily could make a make a run to the playoffs but i don't know if that's necessarily saying that they're a great team (laughs) yeah they also added kyle rudolph too so him and evan ingram that's that's a decent tight end duo for sure um but I, that, I agree that NFC East is so bad, but I, you know, what's exciting. This just, this wasn't even on the, my notes, but like, I'm really excited for the Washington football team with uh, Fitzpatrick at the helm. Who, what receiver do they just sign? Oh, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Yep. I think Washington's defense is really good. I think that's what, that's what kept them alive a lot last year. So if they can get like decent, good to decent to above average quarterback play, with their weapons that they have on offense because McLaurin's a baller. Um, that running back, who's that rookie running back they have? Can't remember um, his name off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, he's from Memphis. Gosh, I should really know his name. He's a really good player, too, though. Like, they, they have some good players on offense. So, I think, I don't know. If, to me, right now, I saw this actually on TV. They're saying who's going to win the NFC East. My sleeper pick, I think, of the, of the football team. I don't think, I think Dallas is like, I think I don't that Dallas was eight and eight with Dak. Like, I don't think he's going to all of a sudden be, you know, a superhero and come and come back and just dominate their defense still stinks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even with Dak coming back, the Cowboys defense still stinks. So it's like, yeah, yeah I mean, that, that, that division is going to be a dog fight regardless. Um, I do agree. I think Washington at least has a good defense. Washington. Yeah. Philly, and, like what's going on in Philly? That's just a mess. I mean, Philly, yeah, exactly. That that whole division really is just a mess <laughs> in general. I mean, it's the NFC NFC East is is they've seen better days for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, damn sure. Um, what other random deals are we gonna go through here? I like I I kind of want to stay on track, but also Chris Carson. I think today or recently or yesterday back with Seattle, so. I mm-hmm. think all the I think all the Wilson mania is dead now. I think everything's yeah <laughs> stay that's, there. That's over. <laughs> yeah, the, it was fun to talk about. I, one team I do want to talk about is the Raiders. Uh, we talked about them a little bit last week, I believe. Um, mm. But yeah, they. I mean, weird moves cutting Rodney uh, Rodney Hudson, who's one of yeah. the better 
one of the better uh, interior linemen in the league, and then he ends up signing with with the Cardinals. So Cardinals are putting putting they together are. a pretty they sneaky are. good sneaky good off uh, off season. Um, you know, shoring up their their offensive line, adding JJ Watt, of course, and then um, they signed AJ Green as well. Yeah, you're yeah, you're right, you're right. They so are having making a sneaky off season. Yeah, they're making some interesting moves. It'll be you know again we talked about this last week with Arizona I don't know if these moves are enough to bring them over the top in the NFC West which is one of the better divisions in the league but um you know kudos to them for at least trying Rodney Hudson's a great player he'll definitely improve their team um and then also they they like dropped Richie Incognito but then signed him back again I, I don't know that's a weird thing Richie Incognito is one of those dudes that people really sleep on like because he had those issues when he was in yeah, Miami, yeah. like obviously, and and in Buffalo, like he had, I mean, he's a weird dude. I'll give you, like, he's a weird dude, and probably wouldn't be a guy I'd want to hang out with, maybe. But he's a great player, so you know, say what you want. He's a great player, so that's it's good that the Raiders are keeping him at least. Um, but then they also signed Kenyon Drake, which was a w- wild move in my opinion, just because. Yeah. I mean, he's a backup, but he's a backup now, but they gave him some pretty good money. Mm-hmm. And they, I guess they didn't think Josh Jacobs could handle the, the workload they wanted. I, I don't, yeah, that that's, must, that's, that that's must the only, only thing I think about. But they, they signed they signed Drake and Yannick Ngakwe, and uh, they their whole line was just either traded or released or, or and whatnot. And I, that, I don't know. I wouldn't. They're just making room for Brandon did. Parker. They're just making room for our boy. Yeah, I mean, I'm cool with him being there, but what the hell with the other four guys? <laughs> like, I feel like they just changed so much up front what they had. And they had a really good O line like years ago, um, and all those guys are just gone. I, it's interesting. Gruden and Mayock, they're doing some crazy things. I, it's, it's tough to say. I know Jeff Schwartz. He always says Gruden's the one calling the shots because. He's like, you don't pay a guy $100 million or whatever to him, just be a coach. So I agree with that. He's definitely having influence, but like some of this has to land on Mayock too. Like, what, it's interesting what the heck they're doing here. His contract is hilarious, Gruden's, where it's it, crazy. It's 10 years, 10, 100 million. Like he's still <laughs> got six years, 60 mil on his, <laughs> on his contract. Like it's crazy. That, that it was a, that, yeah, that's a, preposterous contract for a guy that was in the booth, like doing money. And I love games. it. Yeah. I mean, I, I love it too. It's a Raiders move, but I think the Raiders are a team that like, I like, I need them to be good for some reason. I just feel like the NFL is a better place when the Raiders are really good because they're just like the black hole, you know, like, Oh yeah. There's there's a team that like everyone loves to hate just because they're the Raiders and their fans are nuts or their fans. I guess their Oakland fans are nuts. I don't know what's going on in Vegas. Um, We'll we'll see we'll see what happens there. Another signing that I think every I think it was very um, obvious to a lot of people when he said he was coming back is Kyle Long, and I think everyone's first reaction was like he's going to go to Kansas City, isn't he? And mm-hmm. sure enough, he was walking through the door with his in his suit, like saying hi, I'm here. Like let's go win a Super Bowl. So the Chiefs get rid of their tackles, but signing Tooney and then Long like. They shirt up their their own line a little bit pretty quickly. Yeah, no, I I love that move and and I love Kyle Long being there. He's a great personality. I'm sure he'll he'll enjoy Kansas City and you know Kansas City is getting a good player. So it, it'll be interesting. I I did see some reports that they don't know necessarily whether he's going to play guard or tackle. He might end up kicking out to be their 
their right tackle. Um, but that remains to be seen. Again, still surprising that Eric Fisher and Mitchell uh, Mitchell Schwartz are still out on the uh, you know they're still out in the streets. They don't have a job yet. Like, that's pretty insane to me. I don't know how a team hasn't picked them up. Um, but yeah, it's it, I like I like the move for Kansas City for sure. I'm thinking when I when I was thinking about it. Um, both those guys are coming off of, of pretty significant injuries. So they're negotiating, their negotiations are, are probably pretty intense in terms of trying to, I'm sure teams don't want to give him too much guaranteed money and years and stuff. And I'm sure that's turning him off. And mm-hmm. um, I like coming off, like coming off Achilles injury for a tackle. That's, that's tough. I mean, you never know. Those are, those are tough injuries to rehab from and come back from. So you never know what a guy's going to be like. Um, but another huge deal that we both said a few episodes ago was Justin Simmons going back to the Broncos. I'm, I'm not surprised there. I was surprised even I was he allowed to test the market. I'm not sure, but he got a, He got paid and just rightfully so. He's a really good player. Um, the, the Vikings releasing Philip Lindsay was kind of interesting to me because he was like their he was like their like star a few years ago. You know, like undrafted out of out of our area on our team now. And then next few years later, he's like, all right, see you later. You're out of here. Yeah, that is. I mean, I think the writing was kind of on the wall when they signed, you know, Melvin Gordon, but yeah, yeah, he, he was his rookie year. He was electric when he was like an undrafted, undrafted guy. Yeah. Local guy for Colorado um, right there for Denver. He was was, a pro bowler, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think he was. So I, yeah, it, it, it's just so I just don't understand what Houston is doing though. I really don't. It's it, it makes know, Houston, no sense. Houston has a, and that could segue into our last discussion. Just we can talk about the Texans in general because uh, there's so many different little signings around the league. We don't need to hit all of them. Yeah, I know yeah. you guys are following them, um, but I, I saw a tweet this morning with like they the Texans have made like 25 moves or something like they have a whole new team basically i think 25 free agency signings and then four or five trades too it's it, i don't know i don't know what they're doing i don't know if they know more stuff about watson than we know because like they have Tyrod Taylor and then they trade for Finney or Finley so maybe they know he's not coming back at least to them if at all um, then they have their the backfield is like David Johnson, Mark Ingram, Phil Lindsay. They just have a whole stable of like random running backs. Yeah, I, I agree. The Texans are just kind of, <laughs> there's such a, they might be the biggest mess in the NFL right now. Who are their wide receivers now? Like, I guess they still have, uh, um, Brandon cooks. So he's still there. Right. And then yeah. Randall well, who, Cobb. Who's that? Who's that one, uh, wide out they have? Oh, that's Kiki always- Cutie. Yeah, I was going to say, he's always like a fantasy plug-and-play kind of guy. Yeah, QT, yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I mean, just in general, like, that team just seems like a mess right now. Um, and I'm wondering right now what their GM is feeling. Uh, you know, we we, we kind of opened with so – we're going to get into it with all the allegations against Deshaun. But in terms of, like, just as a football team, like, I wonder if the GM is now like, damn it, we should have traded him. Like, this is an issue. I know. Um like, I mean, it's not a, not a good look for sure. And I mean, that's a hard asset to trade now. Cause who knows? I mean, he, I know who knows if he'll even be playing football. There's just so many different things with this, the Watson situation. And it's tough to talk about this stuff because I'm a huge conspiracy theory guy. So I don't want to like seem like I'm disrespectful <laughs> getting into any of this, but it is like exciting in a way to see, like there's two sides of this and supposedly 
the lawyer is linked to like the owner of the Texans. So to me, a conspiracy theory guy, I'm like, huh? So it's either he's completely innocent and they're trying to take him down, which is like wild that like, you'll see what the high, the highest powers will, will try to destroy you. If you, if you cross them, then the other side of the coin is if this is all true, Watson, who seemed like such a great guy is just like a monster, which is, which is scary. Um, that he could be so like two faced almost. But as of right now, there's 12, 12 women that filed officially. And the guy said there's 22 total. Like yeah. that's a crazy amount. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, again, it's tough to get into a situation where, you know, someone's innocent until proven guilty, but at the same time, right. you know, you, you want to believe the, you know, the victims of something like this, cause it's fucking horrible if it's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is one of those situations where it's like, it kind of comes out of nowhere because by all accounts, Deshaun seemed like a, seems like a very upstanding guy. Um, seems to have done a lot for yeah. the Houston community. And, you know, I haven't heard a single bad word about him. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough when this kind of situation, this kind of situation arises, but I love that Pat, you know, the big man's putting on the tinfoil hat already and, you know, coming up with some conspiracies like <laughs> the big man the big man in the front office trying to take him down for crossing him and he just got there too casario he just got there i i i don't i hope that's not the case but it's still it's still fun to look at it from that angle because it is super fishy when you see stuff like that yeah. um but i i agree it's so hard these situations are so hard because I'm not a fan of the people who automatically are like, Oh, this is all fake. Cause then like you're the, you're the reason that it's hard for people to come out about this. Exactly. Stuff. Exactly. You're the ones like shaming them right off the bat. So you can't be that person. Like that's just wrong. But you also don't want to be the, the person who's like, Watson's a bum. Like he, he like it's cause that all this could be fake. So yeah, it's just a tough situation, but in terms of football stuff, <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. Football stuff. <laughs> the Texans as a result, <laughs> they're just like, they're screwed because screwed. if he ends up being guilty, I don't know what's going to happen, but he's not coming back to them probably if he's guilty of all this. So they don't, they don't get anything for that asset they had. And it reminds me, I was texting Stan earlier this week. It reminds me this the pirate situation. We had an all-star closer and his Felipe Vasquez was his name. If you recall, and we were taking offers from like the Dodgers, the Astros, they were offering huge hauls of like sick prospects. And we were, I thought at the time we made a proper move. We were like, we're not, we, we want more because he's that good. And like a week, a week after, a week or two after that, we denied all these guys. It came out that he was like a pedophile and was like meeting up with little girls. And he went to jail. He's in jail now. And we got nothing for him. <laughs> so that's the most pirate yeah. thing ever. So that could, be, <laughs> that could be, that could be happening with, uh, with Texans. Like they might not get anything if, if this ends up being, no, no, true. You know, like so that'd be terrible for them. Yeah, and and we've said it before, but I I love to just reiterate. Just think about where they were like a year and a half ago. They literally were up twenty four zero on the Chiefs in the AFC Championship uh. game in the first half. Like they were they were twenty minutes away, like thirty minutes away from making the Super Bowl, Jeez. and now look where they are. Like that is what a what a turnaround. Like that's brutal for Texas fans. That the best part is every time I hear that, I just like throw my head back. Like, holy crap. Like, that's <laughs> exactly, so true. Right? Like, man, it, and it's just, <laughs> it, I don't even know what to say. I'm like speechless because 
they've always been like a decent team and they're like a newer team. They've always been pretty competitive, like make the playoffs here and there. But now like they're just, their future is just this, this, this is just really bad, really bad situation for sure. And like, they just lost everybody. Like they don't have Watson, Hopkins, Watt, like Clowney. It's just, they're, they're really in a, in a fire, firestorm to say the least. It's like the SpongeBob meme where he's running around. Everything's on fire. That's, <laughs> that's the Texas front office right now. We forgot his name. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. It, that's the situation to monitor for sure. I'm sure. I don't want to see it. I don't know what to happen. Like, so how long does this, this court stuff take? Like, is, is Watson even going to be able to play anywhere? Like they're not gonna be able to trade him. I guess, like you're saying, who's going to want to take I mean, that on? He can't be suspended or anything until anything's proven true. I don't think, I, I don't know how that all works. Like, yeah. It's interesting. I don't I, know Cause I know the NFL, like in the past with, with like legal troubles, the NFL does actually do their own investigation. So they might do their own investigation. And if they find foul play, they'll probably suspend him. But then if they find foul play, then Watson might have bigger issues than not playing football. So um, yeah, yeah, right. It's, it's, it's a bad situation. So yeah, it's not, it's, it's not good. Um, I'm, you know, I'm hoping it's all not true. Um, I think that'd be the best case scenario, but um, who knows? Yeah, you have to hope it's not true for the sake of all those women. Because if it is true, that's bad. That's not not a good look for football. Like that's what that's what happens. Like my my high school coach always said, like it all all it takes is one bad apple to just like smear the whole team. And for some for whatever reason. I football's for some reason, football, like school, different colleges and schools, high schools. It's always like, in my opinion, like we're painted as like the bad brush for some reason. If one yeah. person screws up, it's always like if a basketball player screws up, it's like, Oh, so-and-so on the basketball team got in trouble. Football, football guy screws up. It's like the football team just did this X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And it's always, it always is like, it always is like that. So if Watson, if this ends up being Watson, it's not going to be good for, for the NFL. It's not going to be good for Clemson. It's not going to be good for, you know, just anybody involved because the media is just going to run with it. So it's just, I mean, it's an unfortunate situation. It'll be a massive story too. Cause I mean, think about it. This is a, I mean, you could argue a future hall of famer, like three or four years into his, into his career, like gone, like out of the league forever. Like that's, that's what's on the line here potentially. So this could be a massive story if this ends up being true. And, you know, again, I'm hoping it's not, I'm hoping it's not, but you know, we got, got to let the the justice system run its course. Yeah. And that's why it's such a massive story. We had to touch on it. Um, But that's, I'm going to move on from that and just get into basketball. I'm done with all the football talk, unless you have something else you want to say. As of right now, as of right now, what are you feeling? What are you feeling? Like you think you think Gonzaga is going to go go undefeated and win this all, or do you think like, another team's going to sneak in there? I don't. I mean, I'm not going to act like I know a ton. Like Gonzaga clearly seems like the best team. I mean, they clapped North Norfolk State or whatever, <laughs> but but it this first week, this these first two days, as Pat said earlier, you know, we're recording this on on Sunday morning before the uh first game of the second round, which is Illinois uh Loyal Chicago, which should be a fun game. That's yeah, a, in, in that. state in state game. That'll be really fun. But um there have been some I mean amazing uh upsets, 
just games in general. The very first game, Florida and Virginia Tech, there was a buzzer beater to send it to overtime. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. how, how could you get any better? That um, killed my under. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> killed your under yeah yeah but then you got i mean you had massive uh upsets um oral roberts being beating uh osu that's only the ninth two seed i think ever to to beat a 15 or 15 to beat a two so that that was a fun game to watch um late late last night texas lost to abilene christian yeah that was another in-state game that's that's a that's a fun that was a fun one who did north Uh, texas beat uh purdue north north texas yeah, beat purdue that's, that's it's just crazy. been it's been awesome, awesome all around i mean awesome it games, been. big upsets uh it, this is this is what we said this is the best the best weekend in sports yeah it is i was talking to my dad the other day and we were saying this is like this is like the best first round we've seen in a long time like every game really is was. really competitive even if it was uh even if they, the upset didn't happen, it was still very close games and just, it was just good quality basketball, which is just it's fun to watch. And it's amazing how fast the time goes when you sit on the couch at noon, at least for East coast people. And all of a sudden it's like 9 PM <laughs> last games yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, really exciting, really exciting tournament so far. And I think what's kind of unfortunate, but kind of exciting because it's, it's on in like 15 minutes. I think the best game of the day for me is the Loyola Illinois game. Like I love that little in-state rivalry and, Illinois would never play them probably in the regular season because like they don't get they get nothing to gain from it. Oh yeah. But someone who has Illinois going to the finals, I'm kind of nervous. I feel like Illinois, like this is a, I feel like this is an upset watch cut type of game. Um I've never even seen Illinois play this year. So like stancing, I don't I don't know anything about basketball really this year. <laughs> um so maybe they're just gonna blow them out, but I, I think it, it'll be a really exciting game to watch. And uh the slate today looks pretty pretty promising. Um, I'm hope I'm at this point, all my brackets are just so bad. I, I, I made the mistake of making like six brackets. And of course, all of them are doing bad. And if I just made one, probably it'd be way better. Um, so at this point, I'm rooting for upsets. I'm, I'm rooting for if you're, if you're a double digit seed and up, or if you have a, that's the other thing, Abilene Christian, they have like a big guy. If you have a big guy or, or, or double digits, I'm rooting for your team hard because Oh, yeah. I just I just want to see the upsides. That's that's what makes uh, college basketball great. Yeah, no, I love all the yeah the, the the underdogs who have certain guys that just catch the eyes of everyone. It's always yeah. a big man. There was there was a guy on uh, there were like twins on Eastern Washington oh, that were just going crazy yesterday. Great players and and what were their names like Grooves or something like that? Gro- and, and yeah, Groves or Grooves. The one great guy players. had thirty five. Yeah, that's crazy. Man. He he went it, off. <laughs> They look like rec, like they look like the LA fitness guys too. Like they're going to dominate the rest of their life. There's people are going to be like, these guys suck. They're going to yeah, exactly. make so much money if they wanted to. I think but Pat yeah. McAfee actually tweeted that exact thing. He's like, these Eastern Washington guys are going to, are going to yeah, actually can... dominate LA fitness gyms for the next two decades. <laughs> it's so true. Cause it's like, through the, like at least those two guys, they had one other, they had three, most three unassuming white dudes ever who just look like so dusty. And they were just like I ripping threes. Yeah. They were, they were great players. That's so true. There's always characters too in the in the March Madness, like the guy at handlebars on Gonzaga, and like mm-hmm. dude the Eastern Washington that looked like uh, Bill Walden. Like there was just so many. I love seeing the different characters, you know, come coming into this tournament and then just becoming kind of famous for like a day or two. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's all I have to say. I, I got nothing else. Um, so if we don't wrap this thing up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks again to everyone who joined the uh, March Madness group. 
Uh, should be fun to see who pulls that out. Love, love seeing mama at the top. I don't know who that is, but, but congrats. Yeah. Hope you're, hope you're a listener. Um, and uh, yeah, with that, I think we'll bring it uh, close to this episode. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at we are big guys, as well as our new Twitter account at the big uglies pod. Also don't forget to download, subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple podcasts, and Google play and hit up our merch store on the We Are Big Guys account for all your big man apparel needs. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you.